how do you improve on using data? So to interpret data, to draw insights and really to ask the right question in the first place. It's really a model for a team to see where they are regarding uh, data maturity. Uh, in a nutshell, there are the four stages, so beginner, reactive, proactive and really needy. So for every step, we can just pull out our toolbox and we can help them with that. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Welcome. So today another podcast episode. We had uh, some great ones in the past about uh, KPIs, data science, experimentation. But at the basis of this is really understanding your data. So data literacy, being able to read, write and speak data. And because uh, together with that also, of course, your maturity in that. So data maturity. So it's time to explore data maturity and data literacy. Yes, and really looking forward to the to this uh, episode because it's uh, indeed a more uh, deep dive or maybe it's something that, that you have to be aware of at all talking about these models. I'm curious how they relate to each other, data maturity and data literacy. Um, so time to introduce the guest, Peter Paul. They know everything about this, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So we have uh, uh, Meike uh, today, who's a BI specialist. She's in the Autonomous Insights team. And uh, it says here, the expert within Bol.com in Tableau. So yeah, I'm not sure if you touched that, uh, but it's interesting at least. And uh, we have uh, Willem Beckers, who's uh, becoming a, a real regular uh, in the show. Um, yeah, as you know from all the previous episodes, he's a BI specialist and he's uh, one of the leads uh, yeah, to make Bol.com more uh, data-driven and a data coach. So let's let's go to the uh, yeah to the to the basics of these basics and uh, see what what the background is. So yeah, like a lot of company, we want to make our company uh, more data driven. So what are our goals there? Uh, yeah, so our goal is in, uh, in, in two years' time that actually all the teams within uh, Bol.com are really self-sufficient in their uh, data needs and yeah, using data in almost every important de- decision. Um, so yeah, to become there, we need to know um, yeah, what, what is the data maturity of all the different teams within Bol.com and uh, we need to help them to, uh, to become more data literate. Uh, so that's... Uh, our big ambitious goal for uh, for the coming two years. So yeah, of course, what you said, yeah, Bold.com is a data-driven company, but our purpose is to make it even more uh, data-driven. Um, so that's why we created the goal of, uh, of 2023. Uh, yeah, and all that, we also want to do this in, in a scalable way. Um, so we have to think smart about, okay, what kind of solutions can we bring to the table? To, uh, to tackle this challenge. Uh, yeah, and of course we want to do this for the for the Bold.com organization, but maybe also for the for the partners in the future. And then, then what, what seems like a quite a challenge to me is internally we have already uh, quite some different teams with different needs. We have innovation teams, we have operational teams, we have strategic planning teams. We have, they, they will have 
all kinds of special needs for their data. They, they, they differ quite a lot. And then the external partners. And then you want to have it scalable as well. Well, that sounds like a challenge to me. How did you handle that? Yes, that's a nice question. Um, yeah, we, we handled it by, um, yeah, think about our own models and frameworks. So uh, what we have done is that we have created a uh, data maturity model uh, enabled to assess our yeah, company uh, maturity based on the, on, on the level of dataness. Um, and one, uh, one yeah, element of it is uh, actually a really big element is, is the data literacy uh, in terms of the different skills. Um, but maybe, yeah, I can maybe first start with, uh, with explaining the data maturity model. And this maybe maybe it's good to know that data maturity is a broad um, concept and not every team has to have the same level. So you have specific needs for specific teams, as Peter Paul already mentioned, and we really um, make it specific for the team by coaching the different teams separately. So they can choose which parts of the model, uh, Willem will explain later, are important for them or where they have to grow to do their job the best they can or where they have to learn skills they need for their job. So for one team that could be more data modeling or writing queries where other teams have to create dashboard insights. So it so not all teams do need to have the same skills and that's decided by the team themselves. And we as data coaches and with our models give them all the tools they need and they can choose what they are going, going to use or what level they want to be at. So that that's one way we just make it specific to the teams and they can fill it in just the way they need it. So that's already an eye opener for me. So what you so you say it's not necessary for every team to have the highest level of maturity. No. Okay. I think you don't even need to aim for that and also regarding data literacy, we will come back to that later. Um, you have a skill mix within a team. So for example, not everyone have need to have to create dashboard. If you have one person who's very good at it, you might need three other colleagues who can read it very well. So they have to need a high skill in reading. So the mix within a team regarding skills is more important than getting to the highest level all. So you can say one person is high in the one skill and one person has a high level in another skill. So that's another way to customize your mix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the data maturity model and the data literacy model. Uh, what's what's handy to discuss first? What model? I think Let's start with the data maturity model because data literacy is actually <laughs> a little part we uh, split up. So it's it's a little part in the in the overall data maturity model. Okay. So, uh, Willem, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the data maturity model uh, consists of two different axes. So one axis is about uh, data-driven uh, maturity. Um, so teams can have a different maturity uh, based on data. So, for example, uh, we defined four, four big stages, actually. So the first stage is uh, teams are a beginner, so they are aware of the working with data and they have a really high willingness to do more, but yeah, they don't have so much yet. So it's really static. Uh, 
yeah, they have some data, but uh, they cannot track all their KPIs, for example, or uh, the, the culture is not so high. So uh, yeah, they have a really big willingness to do more. Um, and in stage two, they can become more, let's say, reactive. So they have created their first dashboard, for example. And now they can explain why certain things happened in the past. So looking more like looking back, maybe they uh, discovered um, to put some data in BigQuery and do some hypothesis testing maybe for the first time. So that's, uh, that's the second one. Um, and eventually it will grow to level three. So become more proactive. So uh, not only looking uh, looking back, but also more, yeah, be proactive and looking forward. So maybe uh, add some, um, so forecasting data. So looking ahead, maybe you can anticipate about, about your insights. Uh, also adding some more storytelling with data. So being able to better to explain what you see. And also, for example, uh, challenge each other within the team uh, based on some insights. Uh, so, hey, why was this a success? Can you, uh, can you yeah, can you explain this? Eh? So during, uh, during meetings. And the last one, so, uh, uh, it's stage four, so really value from data and teams are really leading in it. So now they have integrated all the data and business uh, into their decision making. And I think the important part of it is that they are really self-sufficient in their data needs. So they are really autonomous uh, in working with data uh, and they have yeah, integrated everything. So uh, that are uh, in a nutshell, the, the four stages are so beginner, reactive, proactive, and really leading. So there's one axis, and the other one is about, hey, what's a data-driven team? So we defined uh, six elements of it. So the first one is, uh, is culture. So to what extent do they have a strong data culture? Do they challenge each other? Do they use data for decision-making? The second one is uh, uh, being uh, self-steering. So do you have clear goals? So in terms of KPIs and OKRs within your team. The third one is about uh, the roles and uh, the leadership buy-in. So what Michael already explained, uh, yeah, do you have clear roles in your teams? Uh, so someone who is good in, uh, in creating dashboards, for example, uh, um, yeah, et cetera. So different roles to execute. Uh, the fourth one is about the right mix of skills. So again, not everybody uh, has to be an expert in BigQuery or Tableau, or but it's more about the right mix. So someone is is an expert in in writing data. A couple of them are really good in speaking data. So um, yeah, promoting data, uh, and some are really good in uh, in reading data. And always that is combined with. Um, with your area of expertise, or maybe you're some business sense. So we're not saying that, uh, okay, just about, just um, use data and make your decision, but it's always a combination of, hey, what's your experience in the past, uh, your intuition, maybe some, some business sense. Um, and uh, the last one uh, is about data, obviously, itself. So of course, you need uh, data to track your KPIs and OKRs, or your your company. Um, do you have some knowledge about the data sources? What about the, the definitions? And for example, uh, ownership. So uh, that's the other axis. And if you combine those, then yeah, you get a really nice grid. Um, and that's our data maturity model.
maybe yeah. good to mention, Willem, that, that the data maturity model is especially based on team. So as a team, you have a, a specific data maturity level, depending on what level you are or what stage you are on the, those six axes, uh, Willem just, just mentioned. So it's really a model for a team to see where they are regarding uh, data maturity. Yeah. And maybe to give a nice example, uh, so if you look at one of those elements of a data-driven team, so for example, culture, and you are uh, as a team on the on the first level, so a beginner, then if you talk about culture, then you just say, okay, oh, we did this experiment or project, it was a success, but yeah, not explaining why, for example. Uh, so in the second stage, you can do, for example, a deep dive in your data. And then you can find out, okay, hey, why was this so successful? Um, and um, in the third stage, you can also going to challenge each other. So, hey, what do you mean uh, with a success? Why? Yeah, why? Can you give some more context? And so challenging each other. Um, and in, in the leading stage, the final stage. Um, so, that, yeah, now, for example, it's great that we have no, yeah, that you know it doesn't work or it does work. Uh, it's yeah, also getting the last step extra. So uh, let's, uh, let's give you an example about the different maturity levels. Yeah, and maybe it's also good to mention that uh, usually we we uh, we put in the show notes the link to some documentation on the web uh, somewhere. But this is a model that's defined by you guys, uh, right? So the bible.com. So. Uh, we we cannot make the links to somewhere. Uh, this is this is the story uh, that we can uh, can share. So it's really great to uh, to hear it from you uh, directly. Um, so we have the four uh, stages, which which you also call the, the curve that you have in the in mm -hmm. the in the maturity, and we have the the six elements, and together that determines the grid. And with that grid, you go uh, you sit together with a team. You share that first, or do you first the assessment and then you show where they are on on the on the on their maturity? How does that work? Yeah, so if we uh, coach different teams, then uh, yes, of course we we show the the general framework, and and before that we also ask them to fill in a questionnaire so they can, based on uh, on more than twenty questions, they can uh, um, yeah fill in some questions and then we can. Plot them on the on the grid, indeed, on the, on the framework, um, and then we kind of coach them for around three months. Uh, and in the end of the of the project, um, we ask them to fill in again the same uh, survey, and then we can compare how they have been grown on the on the, yeah on the beginning of the program uh, to the end. Yes, also, yeah. And when we when we coach a team, they they usually um choose one or two areas so they see their assessments the the average of the team on all those six uh, levels so um, data skills culture and then they see where they are and they choose most of the time one or two areas they want to improve so for example they say we want to improve our culture and we want to improve our um, self-steering level and then the, we the data coaches choose intervention especially focused on those areas so because it's uh, too much to focus on six things, that's, that's a lot. So people can do that themselves, but the data coaching is mainly focused on two topics they choose themselves after the assessment. Yeah, exactly. So the, 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 the data coaches act like 
real coaches here. So you basically determine with your client, so a team, what level do you want to move to? So what's your goal? And then yes. you want to focus on uh, not uh, changing the whole world, but no, <laughs> have, have, have a focused <laughs> yes. approach. Uh, there. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. it's just like an OKR, so uh, we need to focus. <laughs> and and we have we uh, last period we just made a complete toolkit of interventions on all those uh, levels, which we can use for every step. They so for example, if they want culture going from stage one to two. We have a specific set of intervention we can use. So for every step, we can just pull out our toolbox and we can help them with that. So that's a really nice uh, step we made last period to increase this model and to help us doing great interventions for the team. Mm. Exactly, because this tells us something about, uh, let's say, the coaching maturity of the data coaches, because uh, you not only have like uh a grid but you also have like a toolbox how to move through the grid and uh not just yes. uh depending on uh, how the coach feels or from which direction the wind is blowing now you have a, a specific uh, yes. set of interventions to get them to a certain level yes and that's really new because first we had different data coach who who were really good at what they did but you not always know what the other coach do because you you coach your own team. So this way, the different coaches shared all their insights into this toolkit. So you could use every intervention every coach has ever thought of. And it's yes, that's that's great. So the coaches also learned from each other by that and improved the interventions by talking about it. So it's it's yeah. really nice to have them at hand and just pick up the tools and I go with the. I already said that uh, for me it was an eye opener that you set as a team your goal the, of the level you want to be in uh, from a maturity uh, mm -hmm. perspective. Um, how, how do you do that as a team? How, how can you define that? How, and based on what do you determine on what level you want to be in? I think one of the things could be the, the score. For example, if you are on five axes you already are at stage three and on culture you are at stage one then it it's you can say it's 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 a, a clear cut you want to improve culture also so that that's one way of looking at it another thing could of course be what do you need as a team what's what you're focusing so um mostly i think team know themselves where the gap gaps are and after filling the assessment so they so they have a feeling they have a core feeling what needs to be improved together with the scores they, uh, of the assessment yeah. yeah yeah so so they have a feeling that uh, okay this level and for this i'm on level three that's good enough and for this level it should be level four because uh, and that can be based on a feeling but do you have also other triggers to to determine the the needed level for a team uh, yeah, so, yeah. Willem, go ahead. oh yeah well we also discussed uh, the, the results and you also have to see this that it's a really a discussion starter so the, the team fills in by themselves and if we start uh, every project we also do a kind of a big checking with them so showing the results and then we go talking about it and it's all, not always that, that the lowest score in the survey will directly be 
the team's focus point to to improve it. But sometimes if we talk with them along, then we also notice some other uh, challenges or improvements areas, and then that we also yeah check it with them, and then we come to a set of uh, yeah focus areas to uh, to work on. So it's uh, yeah it's a bit of a combination also. Yeah, also on the other hand, if we talk with them, then we also see some areas. So that's also an important part of the data where the data coach is needed to get the right discussion going and to to get them to know where they need to improve. So that that's a really important part where the coach comes in. That's what we should uh, should realize every time. It's a a model that you can use as a as a. Firestart or uh, the, 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 something to get the discussion going and uh, and check every now and then. Um, one one of the elements is uh, is data and uh, in the last episode we talked about KPIs and OKRs and um, one of the statements was uh, yeah you uh, the data availability or the lack of, of of data so to say shouldn't be a reason not to start with uh, KPIs and OKRs. How do you see that in relation to this um, maturity? Well, uh, yeah, I really support that uh, statement uh, because yes, you also can find some data, um, and if you just start with it, then you also uh, will learn uh, the other parts. So, for example, the culture or uh, uh, roles. Um, so, for example, if you just can track one or two KPIs, then you can just start, uh, yeah, creating that culture to also be become more proactive, for example. So hey, someone uh, says, hey, this KPI is uh, doing really good. And the other one can say, okay, but, but why? So can you explain it? Can you uh, create a deep dive, for example? Can we learn from it? And that's and creating that culture and it's also, yeah, moving your team uh, to become more mature and data-driven. So um, yeah, it should never be a uh, showstopper if you don't have yes really limited data so and a, with yeah and one part one one element from the six elements is data availability so if you have really little data you can say of course maybe that's one of the axes we need to improve and then now the interventions can help get there so uh, that that is actually a specific element one of the six specific elements in this model so uh, cool yeah Maybe it's nice to have a look at uh, uh, at an example of one of the teams you work together with, uh, and and uh, did the assessment and were and uh, yeah did the coaching. So uh, we can we can learn from that. Uh, so yeah, uh, maybe one nice example is one of our teams is uh, responsible for the customer interaction. So um, they had. Defined two uh, focus areas. So one was on uh, on data and one on uh, self steeringness. So uh, regards to data, they want to uh, yeah look more different data sources to to track some new KPIs and OKRs. And uh, yeah, one challenge was to to get the data from a third party uh, to yeah our own environment and put the data in the, in BigQuery. Um, so that uh, that was one big. A challenge that we tackled um, and the other one was regarding the self-steeringness so they want to become better in uh, reading the the KPIs and OKRs 
and also have the discussions also about uh, speaking the data. So that's that's also what you see in why data literacy is more becoming more important. We can gather a lot a lot of data, but um, yeah, the data is now everywhere. It's it's getting through the whole company. Everybody gets more data, and the challenge that we see is that people also have to become more skilled in um, in yeah interpreting the data and making sense of it. So uh, that's I think the biggest challenge overall is that yeah not. Not, uh, not a lot of people have a, a certain background in, in data, for example, so that the most of us are not really good at it. Um, so that's why we think that we have to yeah, help them uh, creating that skills and, and making them ready for the for the new generation. Where, yeah, as I say, it becomes more important. I also have maybe a nice example for something uh, we learned from uh, data coaching a team, and that was actually uh, we coached the team and at the end, at the second um, measurement of the same model, actually a lot of scores went down. So that was, we thought, uh-oh, what happened here? And uh. the thing that happened is they got to know what that they didn't know a lot. So they got, got to know the unknowns. They thought we are doing quite well. And by getting to know the what what is possible and what could be done and what data is actually out there, they they um, discovered there was a lot to learn. So um, they saw what they didn't know, and that's why their scores uh, got maybe more realistic to their re reality. So so the scores are really a conversation starter because it seems if you only would look at the scores, it seemed they got worse, and that that's. That was not the truth, but, but they just knew what was out there and that there was a lot of more room to improve. So that, that was a nice thing to discover. So um, and we really helped them, although the scores went backwards, they really made some steps on the focus areas. They uh, they got some interventions on. So yeah. that was a lesson. Lower scores doesn't always mean after such a um, such <laughs> yeah. data coach tragedy. A traject um, that it got worse. So that that was a lesson we learned, I think. Such a disclaimer you now uh, start with when you start uh, <laughs> working with a team. <laughs> yes. It, it, it I also feels like with yeah. Sorry, I, I think that this really is uh, it's like like all these scores that you're asking for is are like like subjective. Like how do you experience mm -hmm. your whatever? And that could yes. it's like the same with uh, with. Uh, uh, employee engagement and employee happiness. How do you uh, uh, feel that? But if you know that you can't, sometimes people have to tell you that you can be unhappy about something, and then yeah, you start, yeah. <laughs> your your scores start low because a new aspect came in, into your uh, into your life, into your existence. Yeah, mm. really interesting. Uh, yeah, Willem already uh, started a little um, about uh, data literacy. Because yeah, that that's one of the parts that we really have to uh, also check uh, in this episode. And and, and uh, in one of the, the the visuals I saw about it is that you have to be able to read it, to write it, and to speak data. I, I think it's good that you explain these different aspects. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so so part of the the axis of the data maturity model model are the skills. 
Mm -hmm. And we um, separate skills in read data, speak data, and um, read, write, and speak data. So reading you can think of as analyzing data, understanding data. Um, we work a lot with visual data, so dashboarding. So really work with the dashboarding to get the insight you need using the uh, right filters, for example, and really do deep dives on the data you get. Or it could also be done in Excel or in spreadsheets or whatever, but reading data you are given. Um, the second part is uh, writing data. Writing data is creating the insights. So you can write data by creating a query in a BigQuery, for example, or in Python or in other languages, or you cr can create insights by creating a dashboard, for example. Uh, within uh, Bold.com, we use Tableau, but you can also use ClickView, Power BI, or whatever. So writing data is really creating the insights for people to read. So uh, that, that are really different skills uh, because there's also some storytelling in it with your data and getting people to be able to deep dive, for example. So that's the writing part. And the last skill is speaking. And speaking is really about communicating data. Um, so you can present data, you can discuss data within your team. But also when someone asks, I want to a business analyst, I want this insights. It's good to ask the question if they really want what they ask. So there's an important, um, there's a tec technique, the five times why. So you keep asking why, why do you want that? Why do you want that? And that's how you come to the real question of the person um, in front of you. So that's also part of speaking. So asking the right questions to the person in front of you. And the last part of speaking is also designing OKRs and KPIs. You do that with your team and you discuss about it and you have to ask the right questions as a team to get to the real KPI of your product, for example. So mm -hmm. speaking is really com communicating about data with each other. So there are always two parties. So that's uh, that are the three main uh, data literacy skills we, um, we split up. Yeah. yeah exactly and and what you already said in the in the beginning of this episode is that you uh, look at it from a team perspective so uh, as a team mm. you have to to distribute the skills in the team so not every everybody should be on the same level for uh, speaking writing and reading so it's where data maturity is only on team level uh, data literacy skills are actually both individually and as a team. So we can do a trajectory with a data coach, then we look more on a team level. Um, so if you want to decide where you are, but there are also individual road plans, plans for example. And of course you, you only want to grow, or most people want to grow in something that's necessary for their job, right? Um, but some people just like building a dashboard or some people just want to do good analysis. So. Uh, they also can do uh, increase their levels individually and we split the skills up in three levels so basic advanced and expert and actually the basis of this data literacy grid so reading writing and speaking on three levels so you get a grid of nine blocks um, was that we actually as a bi team wanted to provide more training of because we want our users to be autonomous 
But to be autonomous, you have to be able to increase your skill if you can't do it yet. So actually the question for, for me or for us as a team was, where are the white spots in our trainings? But you can just write all, all trainings you can think of. But in the end, we decided it's better to start with a model because then it's easier to find the unknowns in, in your training offer because otherwise you can always miss more miss something. So that's why we created the, the reading, writing and speaking skills and we filled in all trainings. So we created all trainings on all levels. So reading level eight, we have say three or four trainings available as e-learning. Reading level two, we have three or four trainings available. Reading level three also. So we have a complete training offer now, so they really can improve on an individual level. So and that's kind of funny, right? So you you started this uh, uh, .com interpretation of the data literacy model because of the the trainings. Hey, you want to yes. find out, okay, where are the white spots? And, la and later on, now you're using it for uh, the, the chat with the teams and, and the individuals. Okay, yes. where are you on your uh, on Yes, your so that's, that's really how they, also the data maturity model and this actually merged together a bit later in the process. So it, it didn't go as smoothly as, as we now told it, but it really fits well <laughs> together. So we, we really thought, how can we make sure it's not just another model? So how does it really fall into the right place and how can we uh, create one line, one story, uh, help people individually and help people as a team? with uh, always the goal in mind for our 2023 goal, people have to be autonomous using data. So we already always kept our goal in mind for our product. So that that's also important with the OKRs, of course, always keep your goal in mind. So that that's really nice about this, I think, that, that it just fits. And not only uh, it's now integrated with our own team, so within the business intelligence team of the the technology team within Bolt.com. So we link the data maturity model with the data literacy, but also we integrated with some other teams within uh, Bolt.com. We also have kind of the same purpose as we have to make Bolt.com even more data driven. So we also integrated, for example, uh, team experimentation and uh, and data science. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it was really nice. We actually split, split up the writing part for Bolt.com in writing dashboards and uh, writing uh, queries. So Tableau and BigQuery are the tools we use. And then um, the lead of data science came to us. But actually, we, we really want also data science to be here because that's also about data literacy. And how can, do you want to put it in the model? And we, we thought, yes, no. Does it fit in the model? Because yeah, you can make it as large, but we want to have it not too big so people can understand it. But we thought, um, data science is actually also writing, but writing data models in Python for, for Bold.com. So we actually sp split writing instead of in, in two parts, like BigQuery and Tableau or dashboards and queries, we added a third part and that's writing data models in Python. So, so we got the interest of other teams and our own teams to be in this model. So that was really great that, uh, that it fits also for other teams. Okay, so so you added data science later on, and uh, Willem, you also mentioned experimentation. How how should we sh see experimentation in this um, speaking, writing, and reading uh, 
Yeah, so experimentation, they already also have an online training and that's actually for experimentation, you have to be able to write the dashboard, for example, or to write the query. And you have to be able to read the data from your analysis. So that, that's one way experimentation is in this model, but it's also really mentioned in the data maturity model. So if you are level three on culture, your team does experiments, for example. If you do not yet do experiments, you are maybe at stage two only. Because to be proactive, you have to do experiments. So it actually comes back in both models. <laughs> it's a very, a, a very um, um, good explanation, I think, what you uh, what you gave of this uh, bot.com interpretation. Um, I think for data literacy, we can share uh, the, 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 the grid we, we created as well.com. Uh, so we put it in the show notes. That's uh, that's good to realize, I think. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we heard a lot. So I'm, I'm processing. So Peter Paul, uh, yeah, looking uh, at you so, again. <laughs> yeah, no, what's, what's great is with that, uh, with the, also with the grid for data literacy, is that we have like, that we did it to see, uh, to check for white spots. For, the, for trainings, so we have also uh, a, a training to move to every level uh, yes. in there, and that's just as with the previous model. So uh, there, there's there's it's, an, it's not just a model. There's also yeah, it's maybe not a methodology, but there's there are implementations to get you to the next level, yes. and it's not just then someone guessing. Ah, oh, I want to become better in uh, reading data. Sai, mm, sai. Uh, mm, uh, and what do, what do we have to do now? No. If you want to move to the next level, check these trainings, maybe need have a help or uh, or some coaching here and there, and then you can get to that next level. And I think, and that's the same as with, with the with the previous uh, model that we discussed. And I think that's that's really an awesome step. Uh, yes. And I think that also a lot of these trainings are especially for bold.com, uh, but I'm not sure about that. So it's really uh, all relevant uh, stuff that's in there for our uh, employees. And I think that's really awesome. I really loved hearing that. Yeah, so that's also something we got back from the team. So they say, yeah, we say for years now, for more than two years, we want to improve our on using data. But yeah, how do you improve on using data? How do you are, know where you are and where you want to be? And how do you then take steps to get there? And mm -hmm. that's the thing most other teams said to like about actually both models, I think. They give insights where you are and where you can be, and they gave insights in how to get there and the tools on how to get there. And to say as, as easy as, as uh, yeah, going to our own online learning platform, so Studible, um, and we also created specific learning tracks so if you want to move from, from one level to the other one, you can just uh, uh, yeah, look for that specific learning track. It's a learn track consists of different trainings uh, that you have to follow. And then, yeah, then you're to the next level. Um, and then you can follow another learning track to, to move to the, to the, yeah, to the, to the next one. Yeah. So that's, I think, yeah, really easy for, for our users to, uh, to yeah, improve their uh, maturity. And, and, and looking at this, I think that looking both at data maturity and data literacy, we have quite a mature approach. But then, of course, the question is, okay, and what for you is the next step now, having achieved already this? 
Uh, one step is we have the white spots in our training. We we identify them, but we okay. didn't yeah. create all trainings yet. So we last period we made made a lot of progress by creating 11 new e-learnings. Like they are all about between one and two hours long. So that that was really really a big thing to do, and we focused with every person in our sub team. We we created those trainings, but there are some left to create. So we already pinpointed which topics should be in each training. So we know what the training should consist of To So we have the complete picture, but we have some creation to do. So that, that's one step. And the other step is uh, for the coaching. Not all teams have been coached, not all, but there's a lot of um, ask for us to, to be coached. Uh, so I think uh, the data coaches have a lot to do there. Um, that's why we also have some intervention they can already start with themselves. But the data coaching adds a lot to it, of course. They have some yeah. really, uh, really good questions to <clears> ask <throat> the team and to help them out. So that's the next step is uh, going out there and help the teams uh, with going to the next step. Yeah. So, uh, and to add that, I think, to, yeah, example for the next stage for us is uh, the, the toolbox that we created. It consists of now more than 100 uh, interventions. So for every combination in the, in the framework, we have uh, yeah, a list of interventions that uh, we as a data coach can apply, but also a section about what kind of interventions can team do by themselves yeah, to give to make it also scalable? Because yeah, we cannot coach every product team uh, uh, yeah in every quarter, so we have to choose. But um, to do it also scalable, we thought about this toolbox, and now the next step will be to make this toolbox also easily available uh, online, so that teams can easily can find the, the interventions and also all the different documentations that are linked uh, to certain uh, uh, interventions. So that's that's what we are working now on. <laughs> so, so nice. So it's a lot of uh, work uh, to do uh, and, and left for you. That's good to hear. Hey, I think we should go to the closing round uh, already. And um, yeah, the closing round is, of course, yeah, what's your most important takeaway? I think it's important to have a concept in mind that really fits. So everything fits together. And it doesn't matter where you start by creating this. So um, I think the nice thing is it really fits our company, the model, and it really um, solves a problem. And it solves our problem by um, the users not being autonomous yet to do all the data work themselves. And it solves the problem of our uh, public or our users that they didn't know how to get somewhere and where to get. So it, so it actually, we always kept the goal in mind by creating these models and the models fit. So I think that would be uh, my main takeaway. Yes, and I think that I just want to, uh, yeah, uh, say again that, that data-driven decision-making becomes really important. Um, so yeah, I think to do that, you as a team have to grow in your data literacy uh, because yeah, what I said, the data will even play a bigger role, I think, in the future, also for us as a dot-com uh, uh, company. So to interpret data, to draw insights, and really to ask the right question in the first place, I think that these are the skills that, that everybody uh, on a certain level uh, needs to develop. 
and uh, yeah, I think we we can help them with this with with our all our solutions. So, uh, Thanks, uh, uh, Mike and, and Willem, for sharing this story. And I think it's this story and, and also the, the other stories we had about, well, data science, uh, the OKRs, uh, KPI stories, uh, other talks about the, our approach for um, uh, the, yeah, the planning uh, of, um, of our innovation. It all has to do with this data, data drivenness uh, of an organization. And, and it's, uh, it's a phrase you hear a lot, I think, uh, but only when you start working with it like this, you realize what what it is, what it what it means yeah. to be data driven, uh, and and that's what I hope we, we we shared with this story as well with uh, with with you with the audience that that uh, yeah you can say we want to be data driven as a company, but if you approach it like this, then you do then you start to know what it is really about, and then you you indeed find find out okay we thought we were quite mature about data driven. But in fact, well, we have to learn a lot, and uh, and then we can grow even even further. So it's um, it, it gave me that insight. So uh, so thanks. Nice, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab, and subscribe. Leave a five star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!